Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 110. Welcome back. We're a podcast that talks about pop culture things, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. It's uh, been a good weekend and a good start to the week so far. It's only Monday, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Time will tell, yes. Yes. Um, you're, I just realized you're wearing like new earbuds or something. I am. I am. You guys, I like finally caught up to the culture of today and bought like wireless earphones. <laughs> they look like Samsung ones or something? Uh, no, they're just like some cheap knockoff okay. random brand. Um, but, you know, since we're talking about an Amazon show tonight, they had good reviews on Amazon. So okay. I said, what go. the hey? And I bought them. Nice. Cool. Yeah, the freedom, right? I know. There's no cords. What do I do? What do I do with my hands? Car yeah. car run real good today. If you know, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it, I mean, um, I use earbuds all the time. Just phone call. I, I don't want to be bothered with the wire. Leave the phone on the counter, walk around. Yes. Whatever. So. Even though, uh, I mean, I, I, not to like make fun of myself too much. I have had wireless headphones before. Um, uh, and, uh, the thing that was wrong with them is I didn't really still have a good range when I walked away from my phone. Mm. Like I could okay. definitely tell, even yeah. if I was just getting into the next room, it would all, it'd start getting glitchy. And I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yep. So. Yep. Things have improved. That's for sure. Yes, they have. Well, we're not a tech podcast. Uh, another, <laughs> another one, some other time maybe, but, um, right you couldn't now, tell by all my technical review of my earphones there's some like knockoff brand thingy oh look at look at my free hands you know <laughs> hey you're you're techified you're techified i'm techified okay yeah thank you stamp it on my forehead techified <laughs> <laughs> so we um this week we managed to get to a new show began mm-hmm. watching the boys season three amongst i mean a new old other show. things the new old show yeah it's not, not I mean, a, it's not, not a brand series new. premiere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. New season. So season three has dropped. Uh, I don't know how many episodes, but there are, maybe it's all out now. I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't think so. How everybody does that, but um, we've seen episodes one and two. So in the latter half of the episode, we're going to be discussing that. Um, Alan says one through six are currently yes. available. Yep. So thank you, Alan. Uh, before that, however, we have um, news. We'll catch you up on our weeks. And we have drink holidays. Indeed we do. Uh, being that today is the 27th, I'll switch up my usual routine and go for today's drink holiday first before I tell you about ye nice. drink holidays of old. Mm. Uh, today, it is National Pineapple Day. So, I am having... Pineapple margarita. Oh, nice. All yeah. Right. That's yeah, a, it's a lovely color there. I know. I know. I dig it. It's very beautiful. And it's in a yeah. fancy glass with a fancy garnish. Mm-hmm. I'm fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm techified and fancy. Fancy. Those are my words for today. Mm-hmm. Fancified. I like it. Mm-hmm. So cheers. Yeah, cheers. Delicious. Uh, and then ye old drink holidays of old. So we have on June 21st, 
It was World Lambrusco Day, which if you don't know, is a type of wine. And on June 25th, a mere two days ago, it was International Rosé Day. Nice. So also a wine holiday. Any Snoop Dogg Rosé. Rosé all day. Mm -hmm. Did you try that? Is that good? It's good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I've seen the bottles and I'm like, I've, I've been like right here on buying yeah. it and then I didn't. So I'll try. No, it's, it's, it's very drinkable, light, refreshing, what you'd want okay. when you're open to rosé. So. Right. Exactly. Yep. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I was just thinking as you're like taking us a few drink, saying it's very good. Just thinking, you know, we should have these things where maybe once in a while we have our partner make us a cocktail based on the holidays and we don't get to try it Ooh. before we are on we're on air so oh i love if it's it trash, <laughs> get the live reaction yes so. no i love it we're definitely gonna do that okay i don't know if i don't know how gung-ho ashley will be about it but okay we can do i'll it try to times. pick i'll try to pick like a like let you know about a week where there's yeah. like some good solid holiday because sometimes there's like like weird holidays where it's like, oh, it's like Uzo day. And you're like, well, what am I going to do with that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have Uzo just like lying around. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Not to to get down, but you know, it's just not something you generally have in your household bar. You don't? What? Andrew, (laughs) Don't even play with me. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make actually text me with your, with your stock in your bar. Yeah. That'd be a long text. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm celebrating pineapple day as well. Mm. Um, mine is not Cheers. nearly as, uh, fancified. That's for fancified. sure. Um, word of the night. I'm calling mine the deep. Um, <laughs> because it is, uh, it is not actually particularly deep or complex. I it's love actually it. quite simple. I love um, it. Uh, a drink <laughs> rich with metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And it's got, um, you know, it's, it's, pineapple and then the alcohol is rum i just feel mm-hmm. like the ocean feels what it goes well with the tropics so that would yes. be kind of the kind of kind of thing you drink so it's just Absolutely. um rum pineapple juice and uh some sierra mist sure so very simple clean classic mm-hmm. yeah well, see i had like actual <laughs> yeah, I mean, classic but uh I had actual like slices of pineapple, so I was like, unfortunately, I mean, mm. I could press them to make pineapple juice, but mm-hmm. I could also blend them. Yeah. I thought so. if I had more time, if I hadn't been distracted, I thought about doing a blended thing as well. Solid. Fit along with that, again, well, tropics see, kind of thing. See, now we're giving our audience options, new things yeah. to think about. Plus, right. I love your drink because the deep... The segments of the deep thus far have been one of my favorite parts of the book season okay, three. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous and mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Alan shared with us uh, in our chat the gif of um, PPAP, apple, pineapple pen yes. guy. Yes. Yes. So to throw back to that, if you all remember oh. the sensation of, for a moment. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm sure Ashley's told you before, but if you didn't remember, and if our audience remember, we were definitely, us and Alan and Dustin definitely went to the Pineapple Pen restaurant. 
You did. I do recall this. (laughs) And they just play that song on repeat. (laughs) How long did you Uh, stay? Till Ashley finished her dessert. Okay. (laughs) All right. Not too long, you know, but uh, yeah. But enough time to be like, we we stayed. mm -hmm. We heard the song a multitude of times. We bore through. Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. So, all right. Well, good drinks. Mm-hmm. Our weeks. Um, I think it's been exactly a week now uh, since our last episode. About. Yeah, I think so. Exactly about. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, um, yeah, it would be a week because it was my anniversary, so I should remember that. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, uh, did you manage to do anything awesome this last week? I did do something awesome. So I spent the weekend up at a friend's cabin. Uh, Everett took her first boat ride, so that was very fun for her. She loves the water. Um, yeah, went swimming. It was a beautiful weekend to be outside. One of the one of the few that Minnesota might give us. So glad to be out of doors. Um, as far as like entertainmenty things, I also did a big thing in which Chris and I went to the cinema to see Top Gun Maverick. Which nice. we'd been wanting to see. So, uh, no spoilers, but like positive, n- negative. No spoilers, definitely positive. Uh, I will, again, non spoilery, it leans very heavily on nostalgia. I would say 90% of the time it works. And there's maybe like one or two moments where you're like, all right, all right, I get too much. it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, you can dial it back now. And they usually do. And yeah. give you something new. But yeah, there was like one or two where I was like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, excellently made film. Um, yeah, highly recommend going to see it. It is, I think, one of those that is better in the theater. But if you watch it at home, it's not like, damn you, I missed it in the theater. I, really? I okay. can't believe I missed my chance to see it on the big screen. Um, you'll be disappointed for sure. It's definitely better on the big screen, but I just don't think like it'll be one of the great regrets of your life if you don't. Well, yeah. Be... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not, you know, it's the state of my life. If that's yeah, uh... right, right. Th- these are your regrets. I mean, I don't know if that says something good or bad, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that your regrets might be so few that this is one of them, mm-hmm. but, um, Yeah. I think there there are certain movies that you just like feel on a big screen, and this was like I said, certainly better. But I just don't think like it would be crushing to miss it on the big screen. So, okay. but yes, very good movie, well done. Nice. Um, of course, I've watched The Boys episodes one and two. Uh, I watched the Netflix uh, produced documentary uh, Halftime which was okay. about Jennifer Lopez's like creation of her Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. And okay. among the many other things that were kind of like surprising and included in that film, um, it was just really cool to watch a performer and see their process in putting together that type of show. You know what I mean? Just like getting all the backstage ins of like, we have to decide a concept. How many minutes do we get? Like, what are we going to do? What songs out of my catalog am I going to pull? Like, what do I want to wear? Um, yeah, just everything about it was so interesting. And it was like 
being made around the same time that she um, was getting all that attention for Hustlers and Mm. kind of like the award season, like speculation that was happening around that. So that was just like a really interesting dynamic time for her. So it was just kind of cool to see all that come together and kind of see a different side to Jennifer Lopez. Sure. So very interesting. I mean, if you got an hour and a half, I would check it out. It's pretty good. Um, All the content out there that there's a good chance you've never heard of. Yeah, I just and like just didn't know that existed. Yeah, it was very one of those like I I caught somebody saying something about it um, in a review of something else. It was just like, oh, I had no idea this was out there. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I could put this on like in the background, kind of check out what happens for like a Super Bowl halftime show, and then it ended up being much more interesting than I thought it was. So it's cool. Um, and then another epic moment in my week, I have finally finished Robert Jordan's ugh, dragging out epic of a 10th novel in the Wheel of Time series, Crossroads of Twilight. I have finished it. It is done. I can move on to Knife of Dreams. Yay for me. Thank you. I am very, very <laughs> proud of this. It took me Wait. forever. Wait, Knife of Dreams? Knife of Dreams. Yep. So that's the next one? That's the next one. That is 11 okay. out of 14. Okay. I am inching closer to the end. Okay, 14. <sighs> so I was wondering how, how, how far this landmark yes. uh, completion was in the process. All right. So I am 10 out of 14 done, moving on to 11. I talked to Phil, who has moved on. He just finished book 12. And he okay. was like... Once you get through, like, the first couple of chapters in Knife of Dreams, it, like, flies, and it really okay. starts to go. So I was like, great. Okay. I'm nearing the end of the boring middle parts. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, for, for sure, it's tough to, um, like, uh, not all that long ago, I feel like a person's tolerance is pretty high sometimes for being willing to slog through, you know, mm-hmm. something that you know you like, but it's just not gripping you in the moment or it's just you know, a little arduous, whether that's a book or a game. And, right. um, and now that's harder to do because it's just like, I don't need, I don't need to do that. Like I can move yeah. on to a million umpteenth other things. And that I also like, it's not yeah. even like, there are choices out there where you're like, oh, I guess I could try this. I don't know. It's like, no, I know I like these things and yep. the content is there. So mm-hmm. what am I wasting my time for? So good job sticking through. Thank you. Thank you. It was tough. But uh, uh, yeah, I just decided like now was the moment. I need to do it and get it done with. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I'm like picking back up on a thing that I was consuming before as well. Awesome. What's that? Um, Hunter Hunter. Yeah. So um, it's it's pretty popular now. Yeah, it's long running. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a uh, single creator. Um, and it's had different hiatuses along the way or whatever. And it just kind of came back into my mind recently because the creator basically is too sick to to finish it. Oh. And so he is like giving notes and talking to certain people to have like the most trusted people possible to try to finish out his work 
Sure. Um, Cause he's, he's not going to, not going to make it. So that's uh, pretty sad, but it, it's a, but it's great that he's managed to accomplish this, have this thing that's going for so long that people still mm-hmm. love, still very relevant. You can go into stores and find Hunter Hunter merchandise and things now. Mm-hmm. And um, I fell off because, um, again, with that like lower tolerance kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, I just got to some moments where I felt characters, motivations, and then some events that some character motivations weren't necessarily as um, grounded anymore as I thought they were. And then there was a couple things that happened that were just too convenient to move things forward in the way they wanted. And so I was like, I don't know about this, but I um, stopped at the perfect time then basically because the next episode was a recap episode. So (laughs) it's like, so great. That was, was, catch me up and let's go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, having fun getting back into that. And and then um, I started an anime from 1985 called Dirty Pear. Okay. I saw this and was like, how did you find this? And why were you like this 85 anime? Sure. This is what I need to watch. So I've seen this one around for a long time. I feel like it it was kind of... um, you know, it's not as obscure as maybe as it seems or whatever. Sure. Um, I feel like this is a known one. So I've I've always seen it, but I'm normally not super. I have not been super invested in going back to older anime past, you know, what I grew up with, basically. Sure. Normally, it's like, that's my starting point. What I grew up with, early stuff I saw then, mm-hmm. that's as far back as I go. And with all how, how much new anime there is all the time, it, it gives me even less reason to go back. But um, it started that um, Ashton and I watch a lot of anime, anime together, and we like a lot of the same kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. So I want to have something that when she's doing something else, whatever, I can watch something and not be sure. a thing that, hey, I wanted to watch that too. But mm-hmm. she doesn't like the older art style, basically anything like early nineties, even and earlier. Okay. It's just not her thing. She just way prefers the more modern stuff now. Sure. So it's not really interested. And so I gave this a shot. Cyberpunk. It was also inspired by watching angels egg the other day. It's like, Oh, that was an older thing. It's like just Mm -hmm. getting something really different again. And, um, yeah, it, it follows around, um, these two women that, publicly are called the dirty pair though they hate being called that they're Mm -hmm. the agency they work for in themselves they call themselves like the lovely angels um but that's not stuck with the population sure um it's um so every time someone calls them oh it's a dirty pair stop calling us that i think it's because they are kind of like cops and when they do anything there's a lot of collateral damage sure just very dirty in on the job it's uh sure messy messy yeah so and there's two of them so this this like weirdly reminds me of our conversation pre-show when we were talking about once something gets out in the public a certain way it sticks it's like the gif and jif debate Mm -hmm. like it's gif now because that's how the public says it and even if the creator was like, no, don't call it that. Call it a GIF. Like, it's too late now. 
Yeah. Everybody says it this way. Absolutely. So it's very weird that that's mirroring the conversation we had. Mm -hmm. Sorry to derail that. <laughs> no, no, that's it. Uh, Francesco is in the chat. Welcome, welcome. Well, hello. Um, calling out your name as being a Latin name. I mean, we do say and Andrea a lot. Yes, yes. My old college advisor did mm -hmm. since he was from okay. Venezuela. So mm -hmm. very sure. used to that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. I oh, I finished Spy Family now, uh, the first season, or whatever. So it was twelve episodes. Um, didn't really seem like a finale. It was kind of kind of odd. Uh, I guess it's maybe technically it's picking up again this year yet. So maybe technically this so maybe is mid season. Mid season, sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see how they decide to number that. Sure, that would make sense. I mean, I feel like usually. I mean, not always, but I, I feel like a lot of anime that I watch is either if it's a shorter season, it's 13 episodes mm -hmm. or it's like a full 24 to 26. 26. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so that was solid all the way through. Awesome. Then I watched uh, The Boys, as we're going to talk about later. And the first episode of Stranger Things. Yes. So got started on that. One of uh, us. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Oh, um, Francesco's from Argentina. Oh, very cool. So, nice. My name is very common, apparently. Yeah. How does that make you feel? I mean, like, I, I, I have a common name, but I don't know that many Johns. Sure, I don't know yeah. a single another Andrea. I know one, and uh, she was called Drea, so it was very like easy mm. to distinguish between us. Um, mm -hmm. She didn't use her full name. So yeah, so it's actually, yeah, I, I would say probably less popular across the U.S. Yeah. But be kind of nice. I always thought my name was, you know, pretty different growing up, and I wasn't sure whether or not that I liked it. Um, I threatened several times to change my name, but I never really had anything I was going to change it too. Mm -hmm. It was just more like I was going to change my name. And then Sasha. Yeah, now Sasha. Well, yeah, as a grown up, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a grown up, I thought of that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I never really like, you know, followed through obviously on that threat mm -hmm. and I had nothing that I wanted to change it to. And now I'm very happy with it. <laughs> um, I guess the last thing I did that is not media related mm -hmm. um it was my first taekwondo tournament yes so, saw the pictures yeah how'd you do i saw um, medals so i'm assuming good yeah i mean <laughs> i i competed in three events and i got a medal on each each event nice um, what were your events so i got second place in um Let's see, in board breaking, I got second place in my pattern and first place in weapons pattern. Hey, nice. So, Good job. Yeah, it was it was a fun experience. It's their it was their first uh they're calling it their first annual Taekwondo tournament invitational. So um they're planning to have more. The instructor that set it up was um he actually studied with my instructor. So, okay. um, yeah, it was so it was, friendly it was rivalry, just friends. 
Um, well, <laughs> if my instructor had gone, he was supposed to spar. I mean, he said he said he would beat him for sure. So, ooh, <laughs> but he wasn't able to go. Very sadly, what? So. Yeah. mysteriously wasn't able to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Nah, I kid, so. I kid. So yeah. But I it gives you a reason to look forward time. to next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um so that's about it. It's been our weeks. Um Fran- Francesco, by the way, likes the name Andrea way better than Sasha. Oh so, for the record. <laughs> so good thing I, I stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, we'll kick things off with some sad news. Um, this oh, came out man. the other week. It's it's crazy how young um, and with without warning, this kind of thing uh, would happen. But the voice actor, very popular voice actor in anime and video games, um, mm-hmm. Billy Comets, um, died from colon cancer mm-hmm. at the age of 35. You don't anticipate that because you're not even going in for a colonoscopy at that point, you know? Right. Um, so it would just really shock you and yeah, pretty terrible. So. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, and unfortunately when I first read it, um, reminded me very much of Chadwick Boseman when we were mm. all just like out of the blue, just struck right. with the knowledge that he had passed away. It was just, you know, such a yep. sad, tragic thing to happen to someone so young. And mm-hmm. same situation here. Just awful. Yep. It's it's just always, obviously all of them are bad, but it's just worse when you don't have a star that's like, they're drinking and driving or they OD'd right. or like right. there's nothing they could do about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, Billy Kamitz, I, I don't know how to say his last name, honestly, but um, he sure. he was in Attack on Titan. He was mm-hmm. in uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Fire Warrior, Fire Emblem Warriors game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some other things: Pokemon, Seven Deadly Sins, uh, The Way of the House Husband, B Stars, High Rise Invasion. Looks like he was in Promare. Isn't that what oh, you? Oh, Pro- Promare. I mean, Promare. I, I say Sorry. Promare. I don't know which is for sure, but. <laughs> Um, which whichever way you pronounce it you had seen that correct yeah it's great it's great i didn't know he was yeah. either but, but it's like it's hard because there's so you go down there's so many things i'm scrolling on a list i'm only to 2019 yet mm-hmm. um vinland saga and then you know like Jojo's bizarre Sonic. adventure yep mm-hmm. yeah so video games as well persona 5 um demon slayer yeah what was who was he in persona 5 Ah, uh, shoot. Sorry, it just listed the title. It didn't say who he was. Hmm. Yeah, Promare. Cells at... Oh, yeah, Cells at Work. He's oh, White that's Blood right. Cell. Yeah. I remember you liked that one, too. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It's on my list. So, a lot of credits to his name. Very sad, mm-hmm. so thoughts with the family there. So Yeah. Um, in... Less sad news, uh, mm-hmm. way less sad news, um, but sticking on the anime kind of frontier. Trigun. And we were mentioning kind of classic anime, a little bit older mm-hmm. anime earlier, and um, Trigun is, well, it's not that old, but 
it's I think came here stateside very early 2000s. Actually mm-hmm. came out late 90s um, yep. originally. And it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. It's one where, again, it's a little zany, but then there's some a little more depth to the characters and stuff as you go along. Sure. Um, have you seen it? I haven't. No? Okay. It's a... Give, I remember- give me like an analog. What, um, what would be a show kind of like it? Well, I'll say it's it's like a um, almost steampunk twist on the like Clint Eastwood spaghetti western. If it was done from the perspective of a Japanese person, okay, with more humor. That's okay. how I would kind of describe it. Okay. Um. As far as like an anime analog, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's it has the same. It's the same kind of era of art that you get from something like Outlaw Star or Inuyasha or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, it's yeah. got a, it's got a fun, crazy opening. It was, um, I think, a pretty big hit when it came stateside, and they put it on Adult Swim and stuff like that, or whatever. And the news of it now is, anyways, is they're going to be rebooting this, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, Trigun Stampede. Yes, which that's a title. Yes, well, his name is Vash the Stampede. Okay, so that's what he's. Uh, that's where that comes from. Okay, but uh, it's I don't know. So it's saying twenty five after the first twenty five years after the first anime series. Dragon will be reborn in 2023. I think there was a manga I thought that was maybe titled Trigon Stampede. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but um, oh yeah, Is here there... during this it says Dragon was hugely popular, fitting nicely with the space western aesthetics of Cowboy Bebop and Outlaw Star. Um, oh, there you go. Serving as an early example of a good English dub. That's uh, courtesy of um, The Verge. So. I, I did. Uh, I did appreciate the opening of that Verge article. Uh, I'm confused. I'm playing Final Fantasy VII, and my partner is playing Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My ears perk up as I hear the unfamiliar, uh, that familiar and unmistakable heavy metal guitar chords as Trigon appears on the TV. I have no mm-hmm. idea what year it is. I love yeah. it. It's true. Yeah, what's old is new again. I guess. I. I just That's right. It, it's still one of those things that it just doesn't need a, re- a reboot. You know, I sure. at first when I saw this is like, okay, is it going to be a sequel or something, which it also doesn't need. Um, but yeah, it makes me fearful of all the other things that they're going to mm-hmm. eventually try to reboot. Well, it's, it says reboot. And then it says like, so the official tweet says Trigon will be reboot born yeah mm-hmm. so does that mean it's a reboot or does that mean i mean, I, I mean that's says. a very that's a very like definitive word choice though yeah reborn mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily to me signal reboot because it's very uh, easy to just like switch the r and the n to an o and a t and say reboot i mean you're like Two thirds of the way there in your first four letter choices. So the official <laughs> website 
Timeless Classic Trigon will be born again beyond the time of 25 years. Trigon Stampede, an original new anime adaptation, okay. will be decided in 2023. Um, so we're not like totally rebooting this. This is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it will be a little different. It will certainly look different. Mm. It'd be interesting to find out, like, if you said that there was a, a manga that had this title and, like, if you could track that down and what that was about, that was going to be yeah. kind of a source material or if they're just like, cool, we want to borrow that title and then mm -hmm. do our own thing. Yeah, because, you know, they are saying based on the classic anime not based on something else you know right so i don't know we'll see uh, i'll wait to see what a trailer looks like um mm -hmm. but yeah ultimately right now i would just recommend everybody if you're into anime go ahead and check out the original um i think you'll i think you'll enjoy it i will do that i'll let you know what i think all right um we found this story. Saw this yeah. going around. Moving away from, from anime, but... Uh, but not away from crazy. <laughs> not away from crazy and not away from uh, animated origins. Yes. Um, so not this past week, but the week before, there was kind of a big little announcement because not a lot of fuss was made about it. Um, but uh, we got the news that uh, Joker sequel is coming from director Todd Phillips, um, who's returning, and as is Joaquin Phoenix to play the titular role. Um, and the movie is rumored to be called Joker 2, Follet Adieu. I have no idea if I'm saying that right. But the bigger news is that it's going to be a freaking musical. And this is, like, very serious. It's not a joke. It's going to be a musical. Or is it? I mean, this could be like something they're putting one over on us. I don't know. But so far, I'm going to take it at face value. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a musical. It is going to co-star Lady Gaga. And she is rumored to play Harley Quinn in this mm -hmm. sequel. Mm -hmm. So did you Thoughts see on the that? first? Yeah. Did you see the first <laughs> Joker? The one... Uh... You're talking about here with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I actually don't think I finished the movie. Wow. Yeah. Chris wow. and I got interrupted and we never quite got back around to it. Okay. Because I feel like I have to restart it at this yeah, point. Yeah, and it's a heavy movie, so it's not You can't like... just like jump in and jump out. Yeah. No, for so sure. So I don't, I don't remember what happened that we had to interrupt the movie, but we just didn't get back to it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so yeah. continuing the trend of like, you know, so uh, recurring guests on the show, mm -hmm. Pete, Peter Gilbertson, um, yeah. go check out his books on Amazon, Peter mm -hmm. J. Gilbertson. Um, it's, we have constantly complete opposite opinions on everything now when it comes to movies and stuff. So, you know, uh, the Joker, this one, I enjoyed quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And he was not a fan because he's like saying, oh, it's not really the Joker to him. Mm, sure. 
Um, which I understand, but, and I'm usually one for authenticity and stuff, but I've said it before where if you're going to keep doing film adaptations of a character repeatedly, you kind of give yourself space to start having a different take. Otherwise it's the same thing. You know, if we're going to have Batman every, you know, few years, a new Batman, to me, it makes sense. It's okay. You can allow for some deviation. When it's your first adaptation, I'm not giving them that that leeway. Like, make mm-hmm. the thing you're adapting. So mm-hmm. with the Joker, yes, it's uh, my argument was he's kind of you see him become the Joker by the end, or what could be the Joker, because yeah, the rest of the film he's not really the Joker. Mm -hmm. But it's a Joker origin. So, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. But musical is definitely a new direction. Very new direction. I don't like it at all. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. So the musical element of it or the Lady Gaga element of it or just all of the above? Um... I, well, so this one aspect of this is not Lady Gaga's fault. I am a little tired of like 50 million different rumors around like potential Harley Quinns and like seeing six different Harley Quinns. Do you know what I'm saying right now? Like right now there's too many surrounding like the Joker, Batman's, like Suicide Squad. Like I really just Mm -hmm. need a little bit of continuity right now. Because we're sure. talking about, uh, I think, Anya Taylor-Joy being rumored as Harley Quinn in the Bat universe, correct? In, uh, uh, in Anya Taylor-Joy, East. I know, was being rumored as Black Cat. And Who are we talking about Spider-Man. as rumor? Yeah, but I thought we were also talking about her as a possible rumor for Harley Quinn at, at the same time. It might have been, but... but I th- that could have also been like a, a wish fulfillment casting. Yeah, because right, we I know we, right. we even have a video we up touched about this, on this separately. Yeah, both yeah. things. Um, so I mean, potentially it's her, and I think I said it at this time too. I was like, I don't really love this because I sort of feel like Margot Robbie is like getting her time as uh, Harley Quinn right now. So I just sort of want to stick with that. But like. Maybe I could get it, get behind it if it's like really two separate, two truly separate universes. Like maybe I could wrap my brain around it. But if we're going to add like a third Harley Quinn going on, like I just, I just don't like it. It's just too Mm -hmm. much right now because nobody feels settled in the role if everybody's playing in the role. Right. So I don't, I don't fault Lady Gaga for that because separately, I think I would be interested in a take because um, I feel like she does commit to her movie role. She's very just like in it and just yeah. like committed to whatever the vision of the character is. She is there a hundred percent. I'm really looking forward. Random side plug. Um, I just learned today that uh, Amazon is getting House of Gucci on oh, okay. Prime Video this next weekend. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that because I just have heard I really thought you great did things. see that. I didn't see that. Okay. No, yeah, no. I, yeah, I really, I want to watch it. And uh, 
I just think like from what I've heard about her performance there, I'm really excited to see that. What I've seen her in other things, I've really enjoyed her. So yeah, so like that casting doesn't particularly bother me that way, but I I don't like the concept of a musical full stop. Yep. Okay. I just right. I don't see it. I don't get it. Okay. It's not where my brain is at for like a Joker character. I um I Oh guess hey. Sorry, Ellen found like the other story on on the rumors of Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, saying she Harley is Queens. in the talks. Yes, to yes. Play. So so rumors, nothing confirmed. Mm-hmm. I mean, may or may not happen, but yeah, I just it's too much right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I mean this is this is what you get when you have um I don't need to go on another tirade, I guess, but another, (laughs) um, to be short messiness. Yeah. Well, you just, when you have executives that don't know anything about where any of this stuff is coming from, Mm -hmm. the only exposure they have to any of these characters is what's already, what their studios have already done. Mm -hmm. You just get like, well, let's have more of this thing that people seem to be liking when, you know, there is, Many, 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 many comic book characters that are underutilized, people have never heard of, that barely, you know, that that maybe even barely have a following that more people would be okay with you tampering with, that you could use that you don't have to sit and recycle to the same people. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Harley Quinn is a great character. She's cool. I get it. But yeah, we don't need to... It was kind of the thing where... I always had this problem with X-Men comics where, you know, my favorite, but they always, um, they'd often have two teams, you know, be their red team or the the blue team and the gold team, that kind of thing. And every comic would want to have Wolverine. Yeah. So if you had uncanny X-Men and X-Men and the all new X-Men, they all want to have Wolverine as part of the team. He's always there. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to do this. Okay, there is so many characters that are great. You don't have to have Wolverine be in all of them. And it's the same thing we're getting here now. Like it just the problem is it takes talent to like write these other characters that don't have these built in audiences right. already. You know, this this knowledge base already. It's like Spider-Man easy. We don't have to we don't have to do any of the right. hard work. Just put Spider-Man on the screen. They love him, right? So yeah. Well, and I mean, Spider-Man's like kind of a great example of at least you could have a bit of rotation in his side characters. Yeah. Joker doesn't have a ton of opportunity like that. Yeah. Like he's very synonymous with Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, it's great that they've, you know, they've written one film without her i mean challenge could you do two or just leave it alone like i don't you know what i mean like there's just not like an easy next choice to go to unless i'm missing something but no the the they're just like a there's just such a synonymous duo like joker and harley quinn so i get it it's like the easy like lead in everybody knows there's a built-in audience there i get it but like yeah. 
there's it's just oversaturation of the market right now. Yeah. That's why I, like I'm kind of okay with this idea because if you're going to go ahead and do these villain films, because I think that's part of the problem to begin with, is the idea this trend of doing villain films. Okay, yeah. so let's have a Joker movie. Let's have Venom movies. Let's have a Morbius movie. Like, just quit. You let's know, there humanize was, some villains. Yeah, there was rumors for a long time of a Sinister Six movie. It's like, no, we're, you're supposed to see the hero, and then you, you know, it becomes an ensemble thing. You, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that in general. So when they yeah. manage to pull something off, like the Joker, and then that's impressive to me but yeah not my thing yeah yeah there's a lot of that going on right now i feel that um i feel like that trend that recent trend i won't say the trend um that recent trend really started when we got like wicked and all mm. of those series of books where we had to like rewrite the wicked witch of the west and then suddenly we were rewriting like other fairy tale characters and then that sort of like spilled over into like those seem really cool. Like, let's start doing this with like comic book villains Deadpool. because everybody loves, yeah, everybody loves comic books right now. Um, and I mean, Dead Deadpool is awesome. I I cannot say enough that I love that movie. Um, not Ryan Reynolds' like tragic other appearances mm -hmm. as Deadpool in other movies, um, but great job. But leave it alone. It's the classic. Yeah. Hollywood overkill of something that was cool and then you did it so much people are just like a yep. lot oversaturation yep. gonna say it again well it's another one of my words for the night <laughs> <laughs> your statement that everybody loves comic books is inaccurate however because no one loves comic books no one's buying them they're yeah everybody loves comic book based movies dusty on the they shelf look, they look they love comic book heroes yeah. and their movies right now. I've got more comments on this when I come, when we get to the boys. Sure. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all that. Right. We'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll get some cool songs of nothing else out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't care if, okay. Also I have to, since we're, we're on Lady Gaga and music, Lady Gaga wrote the closing song for Top Gun Maverick. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. I didn't listen to it yet. Full stop. Get that out of that movie. Really? It doesn't fit? It doesn't fit. Okay. It's a great song. It's actually mm -hmm. really cool. But closing out a Top Gun movie with like yeah. all the other classic music that they bring back. Nope. But was it, was it done thumb. in like a kind of 80s I mean, a little vibe? bit, but it's, but it's, it still sticks out. It still is just like, okay. it just like wrong foots you right at the end mm -hmm. of the movie. Um, okay. and, and again, not knocking Lady Gaga, not knocking the song, but it is just a wrong choice to close out that movie. Okay. That would, that would honestly be one of my biggest complaints. Okay. Well, speaking of, uh, inspired by comics or adaptations mm. in general, I guess we can talk about the new hunger games movie, which yeah. a couple of weeks ago now during kind of, I don't know, geek week and E3 stuff and all that, they mm -hmm. sort of revealed a little tiny teaser. It's coming uh, next year. Yep. Um, I was like, okay, 
are there more books or what? And apparently there is. Mm-hmm. Came on 2020. So this is that. What do you take of this news? Are you a fan of the other Hunger Games movies? Are you a fan of the book? So, okay. So I will describe my Hunger Games experience. Uh, I read the books late in the game because by the time I learned of them, they were like the popular thing. And sure. I hate the popular thing. Whatever yep. it is, like that's everybody's like crazy about. If I'm not already in it, it's too late for me and I want to I want to read it or watch it whatever after everybody else. So I don't have to talk about it. So I read the Hunger Books game or Hunger Games books late in the game. Uh, I did like them. Uh so I went and watched the movies. Um I wasn't, you know, like in the theaters crazy about them. I was just, you know, watching them at home. Okay. First Two, I liked. Um, third one, I watched and was okay. And then I never finished uh, the fourth, The Mockingjay Part 2. I did not ever see it. Okay. Just like okay. fell off real sharp. Sure. They, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember those later ones very well. Yeah. You know, definitely seemed to overstay its welcome. Yeah. Yeah, it was another uh, one of those, like, we're going to split the last book into multiple movies where, like, Harry Potter was doing that, Twilight was doing that, Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit was, like, dragging itself out into its, like, three-movie mess, and I was just like, mm -hmm. ain't nobody got time for this. Mm -hmm. Did, um, real pressing question. Mm-hmm. Did Natalie Dormer in the later mm. Hunger Games movies start the shaved uh, hair on one side of the head yes. trend? Or did that movie take a trend that was already happening? Ooh, I thought she started it, but I could be wrong. I don't I don't know. I don't know. She either. looked I, great if she did start it and everybody decided to copy her. Great, because she looked awesome. Sorry if I'm like waving around like a madman in here instead of a gnat. Uh, did you catch a fly? <laughs> I, I got the gnat. So, nice. Nice no, reflexes. That's my taekwondo. I was just going to say that. <laughs> no wonder you got first place in weapons. Yeah, we're we're, we're catching weapons. things with chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she started it, but she looked fantastic. She uh, mm -hmm. she was definitely a highlight. I mean, obviously, as was Philip Seymour Hoffman, even though that was also very sad. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, um, I, I was really, I was, I even read the books. I actually was really into the movies as they were coming out. I had my problems. Uh, mostly those problems names started with the P and, and with a, uh, PETA. Ah, gotcha. Hey, but, okay. So are you team Gail or are you team PETA? Gail. Yes. Oh my PETA's, God. PETA is just. I've like almost never met another Gail. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Who wants PETA? I don't know. People. It's like the fanatical group that throws blood on things, too. It sounds what it sounds uh, like. And then it's. Oh, my God. He's. Just, I don't know how he's in the books. In the movies, he is lame. He, he is so lame. Yes. I mean, he's like nice. But yeah, lame. He's nice. He's like the definition of a beta. He's like way not good enough for. Uh, uh, 
Katniss. Well, Katniss, you know. It's like she's just a stepping stone. You sure stone you were a fan of the books and the movies, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, What's I, her face? The lead character. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while, yes. I have not revisited them. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I think what I, what I appreciated about them, um, I liked the... I, le- I enjoyed them thematically. I'm very a fan of the... This is not post-apocalyptic, you know, but it is a, mm-hmm. a dystopian. And yeah. um, so I'm a big fan of those kind of cautionary tales. And the cast was so good. Uh, you had, um, um, what's his name? Uh, he was like the leader. Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Oh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah President Snow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the guy uh, that's kind of the crazy fashion dude hosting the events and shows. You like oh him. Oh, my God. Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love him. So it's got a good cast. I also love as, Woody Harrelson. Right. Yep. As the mm-hmm. washed up old mentor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good cast. Good themes. Uh, enjoyable music. Uh, didn't know where it's going to go. It felt, you know, it, the sad thing is it, it kicked off like the endless why a boom you know again okay every hollywood everything now has to try to search the bookshelves for the latest young adult something to make mm-hmm. into a movie and it got it got old fast you know yeah. i got so yeah but yeah maze runner alan brings up which like oh, i right. enjoyed the first yeah. one of those too but again it was just divergent like, yep mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that was enough. But we've had a break now. We've had a break yeah. now. There's a new book this is based on, so it's not like they're just going off somewhere, making up their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably check it out okay. on a streaming service. Okay. Like, that seems reasonable to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, next year. Look All forward right. to everyone. I will. Um, <laughs> I didn't put... Anything? I didn't put a link in here. I was just, <laughs> just going to ask you: Do you want to talk more about Ezra Miller? Because there's more. There's always oh, more. Oh God, this child. Yes. What he be doing now? Okay, so um, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. news broke. I am going to. Re- I'm reading this currently from MSN.com. Okay. A uh, story broke that the parents of an 18 year old. Um, filed for protective a protective order against Ezra Miller and accused them of grooming. Per the Los Angeles Times, the parents believed Miller had been psychologically manipulating, physically intimidating, and endangering the safety and welfare of their kid, including giving her drugs and alcohol and attempting to sleep in a bed with her, uh, with the then 14-year-old ooh, when Miller was ooh. 25. Um, they accused Miller of physical assault as well as per- perpetuating cult-like behaviors and emotional abuse. Jesus. Um, let's see. But as of mid-June, Miller could not be located in order to be served the protection order. According to Times, Miller and Iron Eyes, that's the name here, had spent time in several places, including New York, London, Vermont, and Hawaii, where Miller was arrested earlier this year on two separate occasions for second-degree assault and disorderly conduct and harassment, which we discussed that earlier. 
Um, mm-hmm. um, let's see. What else here is um, relevant? Let's see. So what it sounds like is these parents, though, I don't have too much sympathy for the parents because they apparently let their 14-year-old daughter travel all over the place with this Hollywood star and then now turn up as she's an adult and she doesn't want as much to do with them and stuff, say that she, she's been groomed and like had all this stuff done to her. In my mind, it's a little too late, um, but that's what's happening. And I thought it was crazy too that they couldn't find him. It's like he was like on the run. Now, recently they did find him, I believe, and he was okay. served. Um, but the Rolling Stone uh, magazine did an extensive piece talking about um, the young mother and her child and her children, all between the ages of one and five, that are staying on Miller's 96-acre Vermont farm. So, like, just... I, it just gets so weird. So... Apparently, they're smoking, they're growing and smoking weed in this place where it's not legal or whatever as well. You have this other woman with her several children there on his ranch that I just don't know what yeah, I, is going on. It's a lot of information to process. <laughs> so what we know is that he has, he has assaulted several people, yeah. screamed at them. Been in, been arrested for harassment and theft and all this stuff. Uh, in close proximity with one, you know, again, whatever. He has, uh, I've been hearing he's fired from, he's been fired from like DC stuff, but I, I don't have any actual confirmation of that. Um, it, I don't know if that's just behind the scenes stuff. It does seem that he has a substance abuse problem. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. I think that seems fairly clear at this point. Um it's a weird situation where I mean none of this should it be proven true would shock me because there's just so much weird happening in his orbit in his sphere he is the cause of or has been related to things that he's done or people around right. him have done he's contributed to so i don't i yeah i don't know what to think about it it it's a strange tale and it seems we're only at the beginning of it mm-hmm. um i i do worry for this like mother and her children who are like living on his property that seems mm-hmm. strange i have no idea what the circumstances of that are but God, I hope somebody is like checking to make sure they're okay. Now, maybe this is maybe to me, all that stuff could be like jumping on this bandwagon because we see all the craziness that's occurring. So maybe this is something more simpler, like simple, like True. family, friends, they're staying there right now. You know, they're making something is making something out of what's yeah, not actually true. And, and Yes, he's growing weed and it's and they're smoking there in front of the kids and stuff. But that's all like, whatever. That's your own preference and kind of thing. Um, and then, but there's also supposedly a lot of firearms just laying around. Not okay. And a kid apparently was found with like a bullet oh, in their mouth. Oh, nope, like, nope, 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 nope. So I don't know what's all true here. 
I don't know if things are ever going to go to court or what's going to happen. I don't know. But it's just like when you think it's done, like maybe it's going to be done for a while. It just keeps going. Not okay. Not okay at all. I don't don't know what's happening there, but boy, do I – I hope somebody checks in on those kids and potentially gets them out of there. Because mm-hmm. that's that's not okay. I mean, your People, choices are your choices, but like leaving firearms and bullets around around kids, that's not any level of acceptable, no matter what the circumstances are. The um, yeah, because the kids like want you know, it's like an infant, you know, and stuff. Yeah, like they that. don't. They don't, know. they don't. They don't know, know what's going on. So. Absolutely not. And and I mean, I I maybe on a different level than somebody else, but I also feel that smoking pot potentially, you know, in the same house as a kid around a kid, I can I, you know, I mean, I can't say where the kid is when somebody is smoking pot is a far different level in my mind than leaving firearms and bullets mm-hmm. around a kid. Well, and I mean, it develop, you know, there's a lot of arguments for developmentally, like exposure to that kind of thing for kids, you know, is not mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, but, exposure to pot. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 no, I'm not saying like go smoke pot around your kids. I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, to me, like, maybe like if they were like outside and the kids upstairs sleeping, like, Mm -hmm. you know, those are different circumstances to me than like also Mm -hmm. smoking pot, like, right in front of or in the same room as your child versus like having firearms around your child. You know what I mean? Like, there's degrees and circumstances, but like, to me, hard stop firearms and bullets are never okay. There is, um, for me, a lot of this stuff would be like if these were singular things, but it's all so much, mm-hmm. you know, if there was one story, be like, ah, oh, crazy Hollywood person, you know, but it's just, it's ge- getting to be a big picture here of yeah. really weirdness. No matter what is true or untrue, I think it is clear that Ezra Miller needs help. Yes, that's for sure. And potentially people around him, excuse me, around them need help. The uh, um, question someone posed was, okay, who's got the, uh, who's got the bigger cult vibes? Is it going to be Ezra Miller or, um, uh, shoot, what's his name now? Jared Leto. Because apparently Jared Leto. Uh, I know nothing I, of this. I know. No one talks about it. Um, I spell his name. Uh, L-E-T-O? Yeah. <laughs> cult. <laughs> Through the cult. Um, let's see. Hmm. Okay, so I'd have to look into this more, but because I just heard about this uh, a couple months ago or whatever. But um, in 2019, photos emerged. In the Twitter account of an act of actor and musician Jared Leto's uh, 30 Seconds of Mars, under the hashtag Marsland, post featured pictures of white-robed Leto, Jesus-like in appearance, tending to hit to flocks of similarly white-robed attendants. The caption on the post read, yes, this is a cult, as if in anticipation of how the public might react. Um, but it was but was it real or just a publicity stunt from Leto? Um, let's see. Could be. Yeah, right. Let's see. I mean, he showed up 
to uh, last year's Met Gala with like an exact twin of himself. Really? So yeah. Hmm. I mean, huh. he just he's very weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So we'll have to look at this for for later because I'll have to read sure. more into it. But uh, if you're yeah, if you're no, looking heard, to do a deep that, dive so. out there, <laughs> go ahead and take a look into uh, the possibility of Jared Leto having kind of a maybe not a cult but a cult following in a way some very dedicated fans that they don't shy away from letting him praise him you know so interesting interesting yeah <laughs> anyways off on tangents here <laughs> um but we're gonna very talk about stuff I hadn't heard of yes <laughs> we're gonna talk about a show that has um very weird stuff yeah, kind of some thematically similar things in a way, I guess. <laughs> um, I am Ramuro is in the chat. Thank you for uh, for drop, dropping in. We are going to talk about The Boys Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2 now, however, yes. though. And so that means we will be getting spoilery about this show. Mm -hmm. um, I will say up front that I have uh, not read the comics for The Boys. Same. Um, so if you're looking for uh, how this differs from the comics, you won't have that here. Maybe we can find a guest that has read them or whatever. To my mm -hmm. understanding, they're quite different, but mm -hmm. uh, maybe tonally feel f feel familiar. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. So we the last couple seasons we talked about this on the show as well seasons one and two how did season two leave you what's been your impressions of the series so far were you excited for this upcoming season mm -hmm. well, that sort of thing yeah um i mean i think we we talked a little bit about like the boys freshman season season one was excellent um, it was absolutely amazing, and like season two just didn't quite live up, but was still really solid. And I still feel that way. Um, I think season two still had a great story arc and introduced us to some great new characters that I'm glad have joined the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, season two was like kind of the classic like splitting up of the team, mm. you know. Um, that uh, there was just too much difference between Butcher and Huey and they just couldn't quite make it work. And they were, you know, both chafing with each other's like approach to dealing with this, with a superhero situation. And, you know, so you had like the classic, like, Oh, okay. We're too different. We have to split up. And um, I mean, we have to split up, but like sort of still, you know, we still got the same goals, but we just can't like work together that way. Um, so season three, I thought was like a great opening of a time jump, like what's changed, um, in now like the kind of year ish, I think that it's been since the, mm -hmm. the moments of season two left us, um, where it makes sense where, where we arrive in season three, where like these kind of orders, um, patterns, everyday lives have jumped into like a very static place um, where everything's already built up. So Huey's working at this new like 
Federal Bureau of like superhero regulations. Um, you know, everything's already done. We don't have to watch it being created and built up. It's already there because season three, to me, it was very clear from the beginning is about tearing all of that down because we don't care about that stuff. We don't care. The boys is not a show where we care about like rules and regulations and the nice, neat way of doing things. The boys is like tear it down, blood and guts, like hardcore knockdown drag out fights of you know, superheroes versus like these regular humans and how impossible these situations are and how messy everything is. Mm -hmm. Um, so to me, season three opened the way that it should have. Okay. You know, like jumping in the middle of everything being like quote unquote perfect, especially for Huey. Like he is living his dream life. And as soon as like those first notes of Uptown Girl like came in and he was like doing (laughs) this little like adorable morning routine. I just knew I was like, we're about to burn this shit down. Sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that this was the point season three dropped us in on. Okay. Um, I remember I was chatting a little bit here um, in the comments. Um, Saying it kind of looks like justice league. Um, And I think like visually, I think way this is, toned mm-hmm. color graded and stuff it does have a Zack snyder justice league kind of look yes. to it for sure um mm-hmm. so let's see oh and if he's saying so it's maybe difficult to imagine new hero without kind of looking like the original ones kind of maybe that they're based off of i mean sure if you're not familiar with the concept uh i am Ramuro, it's um Definitely, this is this is neither this is not in the Marvel or DC world mm-hmm. or universe is separate. And the whole kind of premise is that what would maybe more realistically be like if we had super powered people? And so yep. various things have tried this uh, in the past. I know there was a one with uh, a movie. Of, what if kids had powers? What would they do? Yep. Kind of thing. Teens, you know. Um, so this is like. It's one of those things where I've seen uh, people, they'll take Captain America's, America's scene, beating up some people and make it more realistic, like with the force they're applying and their heads are just exploding and their rib cages are getting busted out. And like, you're just going splat because, you know, be more realistic. You have, um, and so this is what would the like the corporatization and the like uh, really how would the world handle and facilitate? Outside of the kind of glossy, like, oh, well, they're heroes now and our children celebrate them and yay. You know, it's kind of the dark side. So Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still that. But, like, what forces shape that? Like, our children still, like, it's glossy on the outside and everybody, the public thinks, like, oh, celebrations. Our kids dress up like them. How adorable. And then... This is pulling back the curtain of like, these are very produced people. They yep. are commodified people. Yep. Yep. So I, I really, I really like the direction the show takes in that way. That's definitely what drew me to it because mm-hmm. um, I do feel like it's a very plausible um, reality that we could, we could see if we were to have superhero superheroes and something that's uh, yeah. 
mainstream comics have, have not really addressed or tackled because it's not as fun and kid friendly for sure. Oh so, God, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As we see in the opening Don't episode, let children uh, watch this. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same place where you are with thinking in season one and two season one really grabbed me. It was very interesting. Um, set up some really fun characters season two uh, I'm probably a little more sour on than you just in the sense that like I thought they didn't handle their uh, delicate balance and critique of social issues as as, like um, um, quite as nuanced yeah as season one didn't manage that quite as well and then like you say, the kind of traditional team falling apart kind of thing mm-hmm. is fine, but there got to be moments that were too much. Some characters started to, yeah. to you know, grate at my uh, at my patience a little bit, sure. um, and that sort of thing. But ultimately, the big picture stuff, what was happening, and getting to see more of like Homelander's like weirdness, and a lot of that was. Um, was all rewarding stuff. Yes. Um, getting to see Frenchie uh, develop into a more mature character and yes. and, and attach Fall himself to yeah right. So so cute. Yep. This moment, this show has such few cute moments. <laughs> you just kind of yes. gotta grab onto what you get, and uh, yes. they do. They can do cute well, but uh, more often they do horrifying. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. So yes, horrifying. That's how we start out in episode one in this season. Um, they're letting us know right away what kind of show we're we're getting into. If uh, if you had not um, already known, um, it's funny that I am Ramuro mentions Justice League because they actually make a Snyder cut reference. Basically, they're like in there saying thanks to the fans, we are going to release this version. You know. Uh, <laughs> and yes. So what? Yeah. What? What? If nobody knows what John is talking about, is uh, they make like a superhero movie within this like universe called Dawn of the Seven, and they have to very quickly rewrite it due to uh, last season. Uh, the new character we were introduced to, Stormfront. Um, it's revealed by the end of the season that she is a secret Nazi. And like finally, a mega Nazi. Like, like yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it's a secret that she is a Nazi. And then when yeah. it comes out, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like, <laughs> it's horrific. Um, but then, of course, like, the, it's it's revealed to the public. And so this this movie was originally built around her being part of our, you know, main, main superhero group, The Seven. Uh, definitely can't have any Nazis anywhere in there. So they quick rewrite the movie to make her, like, villain. a villain who has betrayed the seven and most importantly, Homelander. Mm-hmm. And that's how we kind of start off the season in this yep. terrible, terribly written superhero cheesy movie. I mean, Chris and I were just like cringing through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love the cameo by Charlize Theron yeah. playing Stormfront. Oh God. She was so like, perfectly cheesy mm-hmm. but not being cheesy you know what i mean well, yeah because like you know, the dialogue was cheesy but she was so committed 
but but she was like also aware that it was terrible. I don't know how she like did that, but it was perfect. I think they probably just told her pretend you're acting in a Marvel movie. I think that's probably all they said. <laughs> because this show more than ever now was it did, really it did mock the superhero movie in a really yes. great way. It's because you see it. Like yes, it's it's cr- but it's cringy juxtaposed with the seriousness of this show and the reality yes, that yeah. this show can bring. And then, so you put this flop it in the middle here and it shows on uh, like how ridiculous it is. Remove it, put a Marvel logo on it and put it to screens and people will eat it up. Yes. I mean, it just yes. to me, I, I, obviously they go a little bit over, but just to yeah, me, the I point mean, is driven yeah. home. Like no, here you're get- getting this corny thing that right. like yeah well that's part of this show's like i don't want to i don't know if i want to say charm but <laughs> you know it's it's part of its um i don't know reasoning or you know it's it's methods or something is to just take something and draw it out to the ridiculous point mm-hmm. to to make its point about yeah. that thing right yes so yeah. That's what this show's doing. I mean, it's it's you know part of its motive, um, modus operandi, whatever you want to call it, um, is to like take that thing and you know whatever it is that it's shining a spotlight on, and to to stretch it into the ridiculous, so that you're like, okay, this is kind of like I get your point about it. It's it's not to the same level as South Park, but it is that same kind of strategy. Is that yes, same kind of yeah. take something? It's very bring it to the yeah. nth degree to like yeah. be able to like talk about the ridiculous state of society right. today. You know, on, yeah, um, on various like issues or points or yeah, yeah. yep, for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, so yeah, so it's it's a great way to uh, to kind of make fun of the overdone superhero movie. Yep. While yep. while also making points about like the characters themselves, the storylines of this own, this own show. I mean, it makes fun of itself a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. (laughs) Okay. So we talked, my drink is named the deep. We also get into talking about the deep. He has his, his like book called deeper. He's getting the interviews oh, about God. what he's gone through. He's doing the the like Lifetime movie channel film now. He says he's going to be the next Leah Remini. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So props here because this is these two kind of like appearances by the deep in uh, episodes one and episode two um, are the exact amount I want to see him. We yeah. had a whole storyline focused on him last season. I'm I'm ready to take a pause on the deep and just have him appear in these weird, like, you know, he's promoting his book deeper. And then he like has a run in with Homelander and basically is like a sniveling idiot mm-hmm. and then walks away and is like, oh, I think that went really well. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, hilarious. And then here in episode Billy two, Billy Zane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Playing, uh, playing the church leader that he's talking about, and he's like, you know, doing this like lifetime movie. Oh my god, I forgot about the fresco, which was like such a thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can see in the background of this shot for those of you who are watching. Um, so it makes me feel like 
I mean, one, I, I absolutely loved everything about this, like, fake Lifetime movie. Uh, yeah. It was great. And then, like, Homelander coming on afterward and being, or and yeah, sponsored by Lean Cuisine Vought TV Meal Things. Mm-hmm. Lean Lady Meals or something. Hilarious. <laughs> um, but it does make me think that something is going to be happening with the church again. At some okay. point, they've got they've got sure. to pop back up at some point because we didn't really resolve that storyline. Yes. So, I I kind of like if these are like lead in hints to something happening there. These are hilarious, perfect ways to just kind of remind you about that and then go away. We focus on something else. So, well done on these rights because they're very funny. I am Muro is kind of. Uh saying so maybe this would be trying to get a grasp again on the series and oh, sure. this would be comedic then and it's like yeah it has a lot of dark humor yes for sure use a lot yes. of gross things and whatever to yeah to yeah to bring a comedic twist there's, but there's, there's stakes too yeah i mean they're they very much use a lot of like gore like horror gore um to get their points across there's a mm-hmm. lot of like dark mockery when we say ridiculous i think it's just like these situations are so extreme as to stretch the point of believability um about something or there's such and i can't believe i'm using this word again but like such oversaturation of something that it just takes it so far that you can clearly tell it's mocking something else that's more real or more serious um but it's very seldom ridiculous in the, like, in itself, they've written something um, too funny or too unreal to be believed. Right. Yeah. It's, it it's a very strikes fine line to kind of describe yeah, that. So it strikes yeah. an interesting <laughs> balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um... The other big news, so we're we're focusing on a lot of Homelander in here as well. We're we're he being having gone through the scandal he did in the last season. Oof. He's getting now. Uh, Starlight is being made co-captain. Yes, which is very to me, anyways, is very clearly like a. We'd rather just have her be captain because her numbers are doing really well. But we can't deal with the image of like getting rid of you, and it's tough to harder control you if, if we were to do that as well. So, mm-hmm. um, whereas I think he's thinking, "Oh, this is for image," but I'm still in control here. Right. It starts becoming clear that's not the way this is going to play out. Yeah, I um, so I am loving Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar, the the boss of Vought who is, you know, yeah. running these superheroes' lives. I love how done he is with all of this. Mm-hmm. Where we have that scene right before uh, Starlight gets made co-captain, and he sits down with, you know, congressman running for president. And he's like, gotta be real with you. I'm tired of this babysitting gig. We made superheroes, and then now I have to babysit all of them, and I hate it. It's stupid. I don't mm-hmm. wanna. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's he's basically like a parent who's like, I give up. I don't want to babysit these damn kids anymore. Um, so, you know, 
he's just kind of done with all of it. Like, in his interaction with Homelander, he's like, Starlight has better numbers. Suck it up, bro. I don't care about your feelings anymore. You know, he's just, he's just done. And he's, yep. and he, he very doesn't, he very much doesn't care that Homelander can hear how done he is with him. Is there a chance that that was deception? Is, is there a chance that he doesn't mean that? And he's just saying that to the, uh, the candidate for president? Strategically? Um, no, in my mind. Um, I think he really is done with the babysitting gig. And I think he just wants to move on to, I want to make money and not have to care about like right. shaping every aspect of these people's lives. Like, I right. think he's over the whole, like covering up the messes, like doing the PR right. thing. Like, you know, he just doesn't want to be responsible for that. He just wants his money and he wants to go do his own thing. Um, and so of course, stemming, stemming from all of this is the fact that Vought has now made V24, which is the same compound that has created all of these superheroes, V, uh, but specifically named 24 because it lasts for 24 hours. So it can make someone a superhero for a day. Right. And then they're back to being, you know, plain vanilla human. Yep. We haven't really explored a ton about what that means, what right. the side effects might be, um, you know, if you're injured in your 24 hours as a superhero, like, do you feel yeah. that when you return to human or are you just like fine? Um, but yeah, so that's the big news out of the first episode. I mean, among other big news, that is very big news, big ramifications that they've maybe, developed this compound. Maybe you just drink it and you have the ability to grow your hair any length, shorter or longer. Yeah, maybe, maybe it doesn't work. I mean, you don't know what, what's the ability <laughs> going to be. Yeah, yeah, it the, can be random like like V is. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, he seems to suggest that, you know, it's it's more about like you're a super soldier. Yeah. Right. But, um but yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't actually know that. Mhm. Mm so yeah, so I I do actually feel like he doesn't want out of the superhero game. I think he's just tired of I think he's tired of Homelander. Yeah. Cause Homelander is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he's doing his apology tour. It's sad. He yeah. just like literally repeats the same thing without clearly believing any of it. And I mm -hmm. think Giancarlo what? Esposito, Stan Edgar uh, is just like, whatever. I don't care. I don't want to craft your image anymore. But isn't this also now like nice? Like it rings true. This is what we get, you know? Someone does something someone doesn't like, and they are just like paraded around out there. It is literally apology tour. People go on yeah. every show that will have them and say the same lines, and that's what you know. So which Homeland is which going through I, those motions and yeah, I think is sad. I think, um, I don't know. I just I feel that true apologies aren't apology tours. They are. You know, who have, who have I hurt? What is the quickest way I can get a heartfelt message of apology to them? I will do that thing and apologize and then just be done. Right. Because making an apology tour is about making an, an apology to the public, not actually to the person that you hurt. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's about saving face. 
Exactly. Which, it's it's yeah. not being truly sorry. If you're truly sorry, like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm maybe not a, per, a person who believes that you need to apologize, like, over and over unless right. that's what that singular person or group of people require you to do or, or ask for. And then that's something between you two. But you you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's like something uh, that's different than like yeah. making an apology to her. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every, um, every situation and I suppose is a little different. In, in right. Regard, right. I'm not going to say like, you know, I know what's best in every situation, but I think, People can tell the difference between, you know, being genuinely sorry and apologizing and Homelander's like fake BS, like I'm going to be on every talk show and say the exact same words and mean clearly none of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and if he goes up to him, he probably wouldn't be doing that. But that's no. the, that's the thing. We're, that's you the bot machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, they mentioned uh, other superhero teams in the first episode, which had me intrigued. Yeah, that was fun. Really hadn't. Yeah, where are they? Maybach. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and then they and then they give us one payday. The oh, it's payday. Group. I thought it was payback. Was it? Alan, I mean, that would make more sense. That would Alan. make more sense than payday, but for <laughs> some reason I read it as. Uh, sure. I mean, they don't say it very long because they focus on the. Yeah. the uh, team, Crimson Countess, uh, Gunpowder, and then of course our our big main focus of the season, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Okay, because we're the children of the generation that we are. Did you hear Soldier Boy cranked at in your head the first time somebody said that? Because I did, and I was so disappointed in myself. So I hear Soldier Boy. But honestly, it's really sad because I think of 90 Day Fiance because this is what. Oh, uh, sure, sure, Ashley sure. And Tara watch, and there's a person on there that calls himself um, something really similar. It's not Soldier Boy, but it's something like that. So okay. I thought of him right away. And. Uh, Equal, equally is sad. If right, not where you're just sad. like, oh no, why yeah. did I do that? Yeah. Uh, if, if Tara was in the chat, she could tell me right now who this is. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So we get off to, I think, a pretty crazy start. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else you want to like really mention on episode one before we move on? John. John. Yes. What have we missed? That's super huge, but also super small. From season from uh, season three, episode one, that scene. Uh, that scene. Uh, well, yeah. we had. Well, we had the opening scene, which is crazy. Uh, and so we have to talk about the way that okay, so Huey is in this uh, opening uh, episode of season mm -hmm. three is Butcher's boss. Um. In the sense that, you know, Butcher leads a field team investigating superheroes, you know, that are uh, doing wrong and, you know, bringing the evidence back to this bureau. And then, of course, these people like get charged and, you know, arrested, remanded, brought to trial, whatever they do, various types of punishment. So 
Butcher has gotten intel on a certain superhero called Termite. Um, and he, you know, goes to Huey and he says, I want to bring him in. And Huey's like, nope, just surveillance. So Frenchie and Kimiko go to a party that Termite is hosting. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, I don't know how much I can talk about this scene, um, you know, with without uh, being too non-family friendly. Uh, but I'll do my best. But yeah, I mean, we are so talking about the boys. It's not we are talking about the boys. I mean, I I feel like we've been pretty good so far yeah. uh, for a show with this much gore. Um, but this scene really takes the cake. I mean, I I knew going into season three that that there were people who talked about that scene in the opening, and they're like, when you see it, you'll know. And boy, did I know in that scene. I was going to be seeing it. Seems it seems very irresponsible to crawl into someone's penis. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> when you right after you've done some coke. <laughs> well, when, if sneezing is enough to like let you lose control of your abilities, of your powers, yeah. Yes. So yeah, so he's called termite because he can get really small. And we learn in this scene, um, he is he has a male partner. And uh, his his lover would like him to crawl inside his penis and stimulate him. And obviously, it goes tragically, tragically wrong after Termite has sniffed some co cocaine, which tickles his nose. He sneezes and literally explodes out of his partner's penis, cutting him in half. We I mean, just lost half our viewers. So I I, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I but I I just oh my god oh my god that's like I was just waiting for it do you know what I mean like I I just felt this about to happen the se the second he got small and was gonna do whatever he was gonna do I didn't know at first that he was gonna crawl inside his penis but whatever <laughs> he was gonna do I just yeah. I like already knew I was like this is bad that he's mm -hmm. dying right you know what I mean yeah. oh my god. So, yeah, we got a first-hand view of uh, field work for this new team. Um, yep. Poor Frenchie, poor Kimiko got yep. beaten up by a tiny termite. Um, yep. Frenchie nearly had him crawl, crawl up another orifice of yeah. his body uh, to kill him. Uh, Kimiko saved the day, and then Butcher saved the day by trapping termite in a bag of cocaine. <laughs> That's pretty funny, yeah. It was really good. Taking him up. Yeah, yeah sh shaking them up, a little, <laughs> little powder covered termite donut looking thing. Yeah, um, yeah, boy. That's so yeah, funny. so we got we got firsthand uh, kind of what this new reality that everybody is living in um, looks like, and how much Butcher dislikes it, how much Huey does like it, but yeah. unfortunately for poor Huey, his life gets turned upside down. Um, though not inside out <laughs> by the yeah. end of the episode, as he learns his new boss is our head exploder. Yep. From last season. Yep. Yeah. We're and getting big reveals soup. quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that they didn't like dance around it and we got really like right away. So his boss, Victoria Newman, um, Clearly has a secret past because this guy comes up to her, calls her Nadia. She pretends not to know him. He yep. gets intrigued. He follows them, sees her explode him. 
with just, you know, a look. Um, and yeah, literally learns that she's our, she's our head popper and yep. that he's been kind of living a lie for the past year. Yep. Crazy stuff. Episode yeah. two, we, uh, we get, uh, again, the little stuff on with the deep, they throw shade at, uh, next, Nexium. Uh, no, I think that's the name of Nexium. The other cult guy was arrested, but yes. some of that, and yes. uh, yep. some of the women had brandings of his initials. Yep. Um, so they call, they, they throw that in there oh a little bit. God. Um, they, this episode is this where is, this was a perfect plug to put Fresca in and they didn't, they just kept it in the background, but I'm yeah. waiting, I'm waiting yep. for like the deeps, like Fresca endorsement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I think that's over. Or Fresca's it's, competitor. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Just <laughs> um, this episode is, uh, we, we get into further seeing how Homelander is still like hanging out with a very injured and beat up uh, Stormfront. Which, yeah, was another big reveal. Surprise, yeah. From mm -hmm. from uh, episode one. I did not realize she was alive. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't, didn't think that was the case. So, um, and then, yeah, there's the team. Kind of, we're kind of getting, um, you know, the team being split up is all having their issues. And like you said, everybody's sort of, the only one that's been happy has been uh, uh, Quaid. Yeah, Huey. And that's changing quickly. And now things might change for the rest of the team. That they are more okay with uh, where things are going to go. Because mm -hmm. the big thing in this episode we find out is that, um, well, the Vought is controlling both sides of the coin. So mm -hmm. basically... Giancarlo Esposito has raised essentially our now head of the bureau that's designed to uh, manage and uh, regulate the superheroes. Yes. So well, no wonder certain congressmen and stuff like that got their heads exploded uh, when it, you know having these these hearings and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, per the directive of uh, Vought itself. Yeah, which which to me says. He is out of this, like a certain element of the superhero game. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this episode confirmed for me he is out of like Vought. He doesn't want to be the PR machine. He doesn't want to have that. He wants like this level of control. congressional control kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, that so was a that was a big moment. Mm -hmm. But the the whole thing is it's again I, I like the balancing act the balancing act and not only like tackling different issues but also now in this where we're having where we see the incredible amount of control that Vought has you know it's just been extended now but whereas yeah. the episode is you know we you know and I guess I'm jumping jumping ahead here some stuff but Homelander. Uh, to me, the big thing in this episode is that we're getting that he's maybe going to stop playing ball. Yeah. You know, so the episode we've been preparing for um, his birthday celebration. And so um, there's been, oh, yeah, we got to talk about, too, the, the American hero, the clearly American idol kind of oh, talent yeah. show, all this stuff, you know, <laughs> that they're doing. Yes. 
Yes. There's God, there's so much going on in this mm-hmm. season and it's all so good. There's there's nothing I feel like is the weak part of this season so far. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. everything that's happening feels integral. Mm-hmm. It keeps um, moving. Yeah, it ke- everything keeps it moving. There's no like slow moments. Um, yeah, so American Hero, uh, the the reality show where everybody's competing to fill the two spots that have been left on the seven um, by the deep and Black Noir. Is Black Noir still on the seven or is he like still on his like weird sabbatical um, resting, recovering? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, obviously Stormfront. Oh, Stormfront. Yeah, sorry. My bad. My bad. Clearly. Um, so, yeah. So everybody's competing to replace Stormfront and the Deep. Um, and one of these people is uh, one of Starlight's old boyfriends. Uh, what did he call himself at first? Now he calls himself Supersonic, but it was like some terrible, yeah, awful, uh, silly name. He was like in a boy band. And- he was in a boy band. Oh, God. And their songs are so terrible. And the way, oh God, he performs one of them at, at Homelander's birthday and it's, oh God, it's so painful. It's so demeaning, especially mm-hmm. him doing boy band moves by himself. Yep. Literally so on stage. It is painfully funny Singing to about how finally you're now 16 or something and like he, that. And you can drive me crazy. Oh mm-hmm. God, it's so, oh, it's so terrible. It's so bad. Um. So, yeah, just kind of also, like, I I feel like in that instance, like, poking fun at, like, boy bands and, yeah. and boy band lyrics and, and how actually, like, they can be pretty problematic sometimes. Well, um, and like, just, I, I watch, uh, you know, like, listen to K-pop and some of that, but man, the guy, boy bands and some of that, I yeah. mean, I know it's not, tar- I'm not the target audience, but wow. Yeah. Wow. And so this is definitely that. Yes, um, kind of thing. So like the again, the nth degree, just to like yeah. draw draw it out so painfully to be like, oof, yeah, mm-hmm. ouch. Um. So yeah, so that's that's I guess a, a different aspect to the show that maybe I am a little bit disappointed in, um, because we have this like now return of Starlight's ex boyfriend. Um, Huey gets insanely jealous, and I just mm. sort of felt like. This is not a good look for you, Huey. It's not right. good at all. I sort of feel like you should maybe be beyond this or like not in this like jealousy place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I've never honestly really liked Huey all that much. It's um, just. I did in the first season. You know, when he was just sort of, like, getting into everything just and Butcher was, like, taking him in hand and he just right. sort of was like, yes, superheroes are a problem. Like, I'm the new guy. I need to be brought into everything. But, yeah, he's he's probably the character that swung back and forth for me the most. Okay. Where, where there have been moments where I've really liked him and then moments where I've really disliked him. Mm-hmm. Whereas for other characters, I, I usually feel more settled on how I feel about them, yep. positively or negatively. He has the widest swings for me. Mm-hmm. He just has never really left the state of not being pathetic. You know, kind of whiny. whiny. Yeah, he's had his moment here. Like you say, he felt like he was on top of the world for a little bit. But it's like if stuff's not going exactly the perfect way, then he just, I mean, he can't open a jar. 
Yeah. And it, without busting his hand open, like he just can't. I'm just tired of watching the patheticness, you know. Yeah, I um, yeah, I didn't really love how the first first episode opened, and he was kind of like dismissing his dad, even though his dad is kind of a weirdo. Like some, yeah. like Simon Pegg does do that very wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Love that he's back in a cameo. Um, didn't love that he was dismissing his dad, and then sort of like being very wishy washy with Butcher asking him to be like make a decision about what I'm doing. And he was like, Oh, I don't know. I have to ask my other people. And I'm like, what is your job then even mm-hmm. like, what is your function? If all you can do is not make decisions and ask other people. Um, and then I didn't like his jealousy that was yep. going on here with starlight and her ex-boyfriend. And I especially didn't like it when they brought it back as a motivation for him to like go off on his own side right. mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just like, you know what? You're better than that. Or you, or you should no, he's be. Not. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah. yeah, I guess I, I want you to be. So I yep. just hated We have that. enough going on, enough interesting things with a lot right. of I don't need this. This right. is the only subplot mm-hmm. I don't need right now. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, Homelander meets with, you know, so uh, Homelander meets with, uh, he's on screen right now, uh, Butcher. Mm, you yeah. Know, because Butcher is trying to make the relationship work with his uh, wife's kid, and Homelander wants to know where he is. Yeah. They kind of have an interesting conversation, um, kind of a little foreshadowing there for what's to come between the two of them, I suppose. And yeah, and they're basically least- like, "Don't you miss like the days where we could just burn it all down?" And they're both like, "Yep." Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Two sides of the same coin. Yep. I mean, they they like the situations that they were in where it was like just blood and mess and gore and straight up fighting each other as opposed to this like very constrained PR driven, yep. you know, like we're fighting each other through the system but nothing's happening. Yep. Yep. So yeah, we get the investigation. They're looking looking for a soldier boy yet. So they're running down the the crew of the old superhero team. Uh, Butcher actually takes uh, the V twenty four, like you say. So we get to see <gasps> yes. what happens there. Uh, I knew it was going to. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yep. I mean, trailers, right? How how long could he really hold, hold out? out? Yeah. After mm-hmm. being given that. Yep. But oh, this- by Maeve. Who we've we haven't yeah. mentioned yet, but that was a kind of a, a fun cameo for her. Um, I dig the she's butcher's inside informant yeah. relationship. I could I could run with that and see her there more. Kind of makes sense. Maeve always seems practical. Yeah. You know? So Yeah, well, and I mean she wants Homelander gone as much as, you know, any of them do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if this is she's and she's smart about it, she's like, I know you hate him, so let me give you the scoop. See if you mm-hmm. run with it and find anything, and I'll be over here. Yep, it's it's a great premise to run with for the show, an overarching yeah. thing where you have a Superman character that is unstoppable and indestructible. Mm-hmm. It seems, and you you don't want him around anymore. What are you gonna do? And right. so we get these moments where it's like bots, you know, controlling him and really putting him in his place and all that stuff. And you're like, okay, he's kind of 
limped that way is kind of maimed in, in a sense. Um, but it's because he's so um, like developmentally um, small, young. Yeah. At this point mm -hmm. that, that he's, you know, not able to understand necessarily, despite him knowing how powerful he is, that he doesn't have to play this game. And so that's what I like our ending with the episode two. We're getting, yeah, we're getting his birthday celebration and he's kind of just decided he's done with it. It seems. Mm -hmm. And well, I think what are they going to do? Yeah. I think it's a very hard thing to, to really in actuality, let go of wanting and needing to be liked. And he's had it right. for so long. He's been liked for so long. Um, it's very hard for him to imagine a world without that. So I think for him, you know, the, the apology tour and the climbing back, they're, they're very short term in his, in his mind. But when that turns out to not be the reality, that's the moment when he's like, can't, I can't, I can't do this for, you know, maybe another five years or whatever. Yeah. I, I did my thing. It didn't work out. And now I'm out. Um, let's see. What else do we, um, oh, I like your comment. How dare you associate Dame Judy? Yes! <laughs> she is not appearing at Homelander's birthday celebration. Not the I, dame. I, the teleprompter says, I mean. No, not the dame. I did love <laughs> the, like, random assortment of entertainers that Homelander was being like, look who's going to appear at my birthday. It was just such a very random and odd collection, but I was, yeah. And they specifically called out Dame Judy Dench. I was like, no, yeah. get her out of there. Um, yeah. A, a, a lot of things, you know, there's a number of other things that happen. They're important kind of, again, leading to this breaking point for Homelander is that mm -hmm. uh, he really did care for Stormfront and she then goes and kills herself on his birthday. On his birthday. I mean, wow. his fake birthday, but his birthday. Right. That's the day you celebrate, yeah. So that's yeah. what it is, I guess. And, um, yeah. That was, a, uh, again, a move I didn't see coming. I mean, mm -hmm. she was clearly very damaged, and it felt like she was only getting worse at the mm -hmm. beginning of episode two. So I guess I wasn't surprised that she was finally going to die, but this situation was a surprise to me. It had to just be, it had to be just to, to burn him one last time. Because, oh yeah, absolutely. Because if you just knew you were going to die, well, do you want to do it slowly or do you want to like make a point and do it? And she, it? and she chose to make a point. Yeah. Cause he yeah. burned her first in his like, you know, I'm not going to lead your Nazi revolution, mm -hmm. but also I am the perfect specimen. It's very complicated. Well, he's saying, you know, he's saying, it's like, what do you need all this for? Like, I right. am just the me. Thing. Right. Just like, me. I'm yeah. Enough. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very weird, like, two, there are somehow two wrong sides of a coin here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I mean? Yeah. Like, not, you really. Not somehow. That happens all the time. I might. Yeah. My opinion, so. It's just like very weird. Like, I, I'm rooting for neither of you in this situation mm -hmm. <laughs> you have two opposing viewpoints that are somehow both not right yep well and it's something that the show um 
you know, I think normally balances pretty well, but it has to keep, it has to work on balancing because we do need to have people to really root for, you know, we do need mm-hmm. to have people that we're a fan of. And, you know, when I'm like tired of butcher being too much of a jerk or Huey being too whiny or something, you know, it needs to be the people like Kimiko and Frenchie, like that I care about what happens to them. Yeah. And, um, uh, the father, I, I don't remember mentioning him. Yeah. You know, like he's a good guy. You know, we need to yeah. have those, those backbones, those centralized things, even like Maeve, you know, like mm-hmm. though she's compromised at times and like had to go through a lot. Right. Uh, we need to have these people that we have sympathy for and want to root for. Right. So. And they've, they've been solidly on the periphery. I think in these first two episodes, but now like it's clear that like the team is getting back together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping they'll they'll take more central roles and we can get that like, you know, better balance back in the show. I, I yeah. do think these first kind of two episodes were very necessary to move events forward and move things forward very solidly, tightly written. But you're right. We need to move into I need somebody to to root for other than Butcher mm-hmm. and other than Huey. And but I mean, Starlight. Yes. Yes. She seems very solid. She like knows who she is. But she's, she's with confident. Huey. She is with <laughs> Huey, but she, but she is not standing for his shit. And she is right, saying yeah. like, need you to be better. I know where I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, if he, if, yeah, there's, there's a, an element to that relationship that I think like they don't have permanency if he can't somehow find a way to get over his whininess. Mm-hmm. And I, and I actually won't be sad about it, even though they are like kind of like the love story of the show. I don't need yeah. them to be together. Yeah. I, I, we don't need to have, it's something that like the last season of stranger things did poorly in my mind. We don't need to have, sure. That people that are allied together fighting amongst each other too much. You already mm-hmm. have enemies that we'll have a lot right. of conflict between. You don't need to overdo it with your own side. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, all right. There's obviously more these these episodes went went fast and they did a lot. Um, sure. But is there I anything think, else we wanna Yeah, I up? think the I think the biggest thing is um you know, now that we're we're hunting for Soldier Boy mm-hmm. and you know, we're kind of tracking down his acquaintances and trying to figure out what happened to him because the big point of finding out what happened is we're gonna find a weapon that can kill Soldier Boy, who is apparently like another kind of analog character yeah. to Homelander, we can find a weapon that can kill Homelander. Mm-hmm. And I really, I mean, I don't think it's stretching it in any sense of believability to say like, I don't think we're going to find this like miracle weapon. I think we're going to somehow right. find Soldier Boy alive. Yeah, is I that think crazy? It's gonna, I mean, I don't no, feel like that's I, I crazy. Think that's where it's going. I think I think we're yeah. gonna find him alive, and it's more li- it's more likely that they'll build a team, a group of allies that will ultimately take down Homelander together. You sure, know? we're gonna have to have we're they're gonna have to have a super powered fight with Butcher 
in there against mm-hmm. Homelander, mm-hmm. you know, and if Soldier Boy's part of that, you know, and yeah, I mean, others, he's, you know, he's a very unknown element right now. Um, I mean, I feel like we're getting hints that like his death was not his death and right. he'll be brought in, you know, maybe as, maybe as a foil to Homelander and there's going to be a superpower battle there, or maybe he like takes over for Homelander you yeah. know what I mean? Like he kills Homelander and like goes like completely wow. the other way. You know, th- there's a lot of like unknowns right there, but I'm enjoying the premise of tracking down his story because we want to find a weapon that kills Homelander. Yep. We're opening a can of worms that we don't exactly know what we're getting into. So. Yep. And it, I do think it needs to be more complex than ultimately a group of people getting together or they're super powered and beating up Homelander because yeah, no, I agree. We kind of got that with Stormfront. Stormfront was quite powerful and we had our moment of like pinataing her back and forth at mm. the end of last season and stuff. So we, right. I, I didn't want to duplicate that sort of thing with, with Homelander, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes. All right. Well, that's been The Boys, Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you very much for uh, I Am Ramiro jumping into chat um, and contributing some there. Um, yeah. Check well. out The Boys. Yeah. As Might well be your as cup of tea. Jessica. He likes your name. so Yes, indeed. Glad I kept it. Yeah. <laughs> um, next week... Might be talking Westworld. Yep. We'll see. So um, Westworld season four. Um, I don't, I'm going in with low expectations. Of, um, <laughs> season four of Westworld just premiered on, I believe, Friday. So mm-hmm. probably rotate weeks um, with some, with shows here. So mm-hmm. watch along with us if you would like. Um, That'll make it more fun and you can comment, all that sort of thing. Speaking of commenting, you should do so on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. Let us know what you think of the show, our thoughts. If you have uh, something else you want to discuss or um, some interesting opinions of your own, Mm -hmm. let us hear them. Um, subscribe and like and share everywhere you can. We're on podcast directories, so take your favorite podcast directory, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor, whatever, and subscribe, review there. That'd be much appreciated. We are at the behest of the algorithm. So, like, <laughs> some of the algorithm likes us, it shares our stuff, and pe- we get more views. And otherwise, sometimes we don't get the algorithm you know, benefit. And so then we don't. So you can help by sharing the stuff yourself with your friends and family and stuff. So yeah. Spam it to all your, you know, your company, you work for (laughs) fortune 500. You just take a link to a video and you just email everyone. (laughs) CC all, you know, it's the new Rick rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It starts with like a corporate presentation, you know, it's like this, this uh, week's financials and then in the middle, you know, just where there we are. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, 
Beast Enterprise. Oh, speaking of speaking of businesses, Fortune 500, Beast Enterprises is saying hello to you, Andrea. Well, so, hello. <laughs> first time. How are you doing? Um, thanks for popping in. We are we're wrapping up now. We just talked to the boys. Mm-hmm. We're back next week to talk Westworld. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks Andrea for uh, joining me once again. Of course, as always. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>